and let's take our deep dive into the world of Amazon and Amazon returns. Now, let me set the table before I bring our guest on here, because I want to learn along with you and him about this issue. Um, I'm not, full disclosure, I'm not an Amazon guy. Right. I by now, you know, if you've been listening to me, I got to touch it. I got to feel it. I got to smell it. I got to try it on. I don't know. I'm not comfortable ordering stuff online. Hardly ever do it. Feel like I'm being kicking, uh, dragged, kicking and screaming into having to do it because the brick and mortars have less and less stock available for me to go shop and check out. Right. So one of the problems I, I always thought was the return of stuff. It doesn't work out. You know, I know they try to make it convenient. Uh, some is mail. Some you can drop off at places that Amazon works with as a return. But listen to this. The National Retail Federation survey finds that a record $761 billion worth of merchandise was returned to retailers in general. Much of it, a big chunk of that, Amazon. Relevant stat, for online purchases, the average rate of return was at nearly 21% up from 18% the year before in 2020. We return 16 million metric tons of carbon emissions during the complicated reverse journey process and up to 5.8 billion pounds of landfill waste each year, according to return solution provider Optoro, quoted in the story I'm uh, reading you from, uh, from for you. Amazon makes it super simple to return items. Is it a good thing? How much of that return merchandise ends up in a landfill? What's the process? I have no idea. But Stephen Pope does. Stephen Pope is an international thought leader, they call him, which maybe someday I could get that. That's a that's quite an impressive title there, Stephen. And, and he's like the Amazon guy. He knows all about Amazon. Bottom line, this is a guy who knows about this stuff. I'd like to welcome him in now. Let's just call him Amazon expert, huh? Stephen Pope. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you for bringing me on. Hey, uh, now be patient. Walk me through this fascinating story. How much stuff do you estimate is returned to Amazon, say, in a, over the course of a year? So if we know that the number of returns is $761 billion, and we can extrapolate that Amazon is essentially half our economy, we could say half that number, almost $400, million, $400 billion going back to Amazon. Wow. So it's a really significant number. So and what makes that worrisome? What makes that something that we should be concerned about as a country? Well, you know, carbon emissions aside, I think that the businesses that are actually harmed by this the most is the mom-and-pop sellers. Even this morning, Amazon announced a 5% fuel charge on all deliveries coming out of Amazon, and that doesn't even factor in the return situation. And that's that's just, just happened in, like, the last couple of hours. And so it's crazy to see the amount of, of challenges and hurdles that, that Amazon sellers are going through. And so what's going to happen if, if return rates are going up and they're having to deal with these things and their items that are being returned are frequently damaged or destroyed either by the consumer or through the, the logistics uh you know, cycle going to and from the consumer and, and sending items back is far more damaging to the item than it is sending them to the consumers, mainly because the consumers are not repackaging them like they received it. So maybe they pull it out of the retail box and don't put it back in, or maybe they put it into a different type of brown box. Amazon's tried to solve this problem by making returns as easy and as painless as possible. So one of the things they did a couple of years ago is you could drop it off at a uh, at a Kohl's, you could drop it off at a UPS and not even have a box, and UPS would box it for them. 
And this was Amazon's way to try and um, make that so it's not as uh, damaging to the, to the goods going back and forth. But what happens is these items will go back uh, to the FBA facilities. Those are the fulfilled by Amazon facilities. We see several hundred of these large, large warehouses across the country. Right. And, and so a warehouse worker sees the return, and the, the machine in front of him, the, the computer, says, destroy or put back in stock. And in many instances, it says destroy. So these are items that are probably resellable that are being destroyed. Then there are items that are slightly scuffed or damaged, and they go back into stock, and then a consumer will receive a previously returned item, which is also a bad consumer experience. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation for everybody involved here. So of the options that Amazon has, one of them is, look, we just got to dump this stuff, and now you got landfills filling up with returned stuff from Amazon, huh? And, and every time I, I always see, like, the government come out and say, like, hey, consumers, don't use straws, or consumers, don't do this, when in reality, large companies like Amazon have more impact on, uh, you know, all the, situ- uh, the carbon situation and everything else. And, and so they are absolutely going to have to revisit some of, these, some of these policies, because if they don't, they have a larger impact on the environment than anybody. Right, like they are the largest company in the U.S. in terms of employees, in terms of impact and economy, and it's 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 a very large impact. Talking to Amazon expert Stephen Pope this morning about the Amazon return policy, learning about the fact that they throw a lot of stuff away, or I guess another option, uh, maybe let's do this, Stephen. Um, ironically, my producer informed me earlier this morning, Julie, that she just returned something. To Amazon yesterday. Now let's follow this product, Julie. Tell me what you what you did. I starting off with the order. Yeah, well, well, what did you return or, yesterday? I on Monday I returned oh, a Monday. noodle bowl with some chopsticks. Okay, noodle bowl with chopsticks. How did you return it? I returned it in the box and the packaging that it arrived. You physically took it to like a post office and sent it off. Like, I took it to, I had to do my return process on my Amazon app. Mm-hmm. And then it tells you, you can drop it off here or here. Okay. So I chose to drop it off at the UPS store okay. where I live. So I took my box and the little code that they sent me when I did my, um, when I processed it on my app, Yep. took it to the UPS store. She took the box, she scanned my code, gave me a receipt, and Off said, Off she goes. Bye-bye. Okay, Stephen. Now, Amazon gets back this noodle bowl. What options does Amazon, do they resell some of that stuff? What options do they have? So there's a couple of things that could happen. So if this noodle bowl was sold by, like, a mom-and-pop seller, this is not uh, this is not a seller that is owned by Amazon or a brand that is owned by Amazon. So that means, Oh, yeah, this is right. a huge difference you're pointing out right. now. Not everything is from Amazon. So if if on if you look in the Amazon page, the product page in the top right where you see that add to cart button, if you see something says ships from Amazon, sold by insert seller name there, that means it's owned and sold by a mom and pop seller. So each mom and pop seller, and, and these mom and pop sellers could be small businesses, they could be a ten million dollar business, but compared to Amazon, they're mom and pop, and and so. Each of those sellers can have a return policy. Many of them are going to try and refurbish the item, and it will go back into stock. So that means the next consumer could get that return. 
However, if the warehouse worker looks at the item and says, hey, this doesn't look like it's salvageable, uh, it's, you know, the retail packaging is pretty scuffed up, it then might go to a liquidation strategy. So they may donate it to charity. They may sell it as a warehouse return item and discount the price. And, but the, here's the thing. The, the, the seller does not recoup costs here. They, they still pay for the, the, the shipping to and from. And if the item is damaged by the customer, they're SOL. They're out of luck on this one. Hmm. Now, the other, the other thing that could happen is if the item was sold by Amazon.com, it was a first-party sale, then Amazon's policies are probably a little bit more liberal on destroying it. So um, in, in one of the articles on CNBC this past week, it talks about how and, uh, one of the workers would receive a children's book, and, and there was nothing wrong with it, but the customer said, it was scuffed up and damaged, and that's how they got their free return. And, and so when the, the customer's item returns to the warehouse, the worker looks at it and says, this looks fine, but guess what? The machine, the computer says, destroy it. And he has no choice. He has to destroy it. So there's a lot of waste involved in, in this return process. Did I read or hear something about that there's a, an option, too, where they're actually uh, like burning some of this stuff? Yes. Yeah, that was the most shocking thing I, I saw because, um, you know, I, I don't understand how you could get a lot of um, energy back out of burning some of these items. You know, the plastics or, or, the, or the wood items or the paper items, I guess. But, like, some of the other stuff, I'm not so sure they can recoup much out of it. So it seems like it's maybe getting 1%, 2%, 3% back, if you know what I mean. Right, right, because they're trying to sell it as, well, we burn it, but we turn that energy into some other usable energy. Um, that remains to be seen, I guess, to see how effective that actually is. Uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff. I had, Stephen, I had no idea that uh, we were dealing with that kind of volume of returns and, and, and what they do with it. I learned a lot here. Do you have a place uh, my listeners can go online to get more information about this, I assume? Absolutely. So I own and founded a company called My Amazon Guy. So you can check us out at myamazonguy.com. We help Amazon sellers navigate all of these challenges. Wow, that's very cool. Learned a lot. And uh, you did a nice job, Stephen. You, you learned me up real good, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> learned me up. All right. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you bet. Bye-bye.